Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 22nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good on this nice Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Hopefully this episode finds you with that energy. You know, hopefully it carries over, carries through. Uh, Let's see. I actually ate a little bit earlier today, so we have a food corner. I went to Cane's. I got a Kenya combo, which is six chicken tenders, some fries, and a coleslaw, and a piece of toast. And I added a piece of toast on top of that, and I got a large lemonade. So it was very yummy, very good. Felt nice to get some fast food in me. Uh, you know, despite my uh, poverty, if you will. But yeah, it was good. It was yummy. Um, kind of had to eat out of convenience today. I have a busy night for myself lined up. So yeah, you know, kind of had to eat on the go-ish, even though I ate at home. But you know what I mean, fast food. Uh, let's see here. Nothing else on the personal news to talk about. So yeah, let me go ahead, do my typical startup, and then we can get into some news. All right. Our first story is from Variety. Rupert Murdoch steps down as Fox and News Corporation chairman to be succeeded by son Lachan or Lachan. Lachlan. I'm so fucking sorry. I've heard his name before. That's the first time I'm like actually said it out of my own mouth. But yeah, it's Lachlan, (laughs) which it certainly sounds like a rich kid name. Rupert Murdoch. And also something I learned today or, you know, kind of dawned on me that Rupert Murdoch is not American. He's like such a household name amongst conservatives, especially conservatives in the U.S., that I just don't associate with him with Australia or the U.K., but like that's how he came up. His dad's news was uh, some Australian thing. He, you know, started there. Then he, you know, made some waves in the U.K. doing some shit. Apparently, Pierce Morgan, who I've talked about before on this podcast, uh, was an editor for him. At his little, one of his news things. Yeah, he, so he's a, uh, they called him a print baron, which I thought was very accurate. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Rupert Murdoch, whose sheer force of will, <laughs> bullshit, uh, allowed him to build a media empire that influenced the course of national politics in the U.S. and U.K. and Australia, will step down as the titular head of the companies he controls, Fox Corps and News Corps. A move that could raise new questions about the fate of both assets. Lachlan Murdoch, his son, will take over the chairman role at both companies, which between them operate Fox News Channel and Wall Street Journal, which is such such a weird juxtaposition. But, you know, that's something that, you know, the Murdochs are kind of known for is like, look. We're, we're almost trying to hit you from both sides of the aisle here. And, like, I don't know. Like, really, what Murdoch does is, like, the best example of, like, propaganda. Because, truly, he does it, but so does CNN. So does 
every news publication I've referenced, talked about on this fucking show, like to some extent, does the same thing that he does. He just is really fucking good at it for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, the Wall Street Journal in the U.S., The Times, and The Sun in the U.K., uh, Rupert, who is 92 years old, will shift into an Ametrius role. The moves are expected to be approved in mid-November by shareholders of each company. The elder Murdoch would appear to still control the family trust that governs both companies. So he's still trying to like hold the reins, even though he's like not going to be chairman. I'm sorry, I knocked something over. Um, he kind of insinuates that he's going to be around. He's going to be in the halls. You're going to see him. Even though he's kind of been on, you know, I don't want to say on the lam, but he's been in a little bit of isolation, you know, like since like COVID. He hasn't really been out as much, um, you know, a little bit more behind the scenes, especially more so post the uh, Dominion voting snafu. You know, we've covered that on the pod. Uh, $787.5 million uh, in a settlement. Also, not to mention, there's more lawsuits down the road. There is uh, Smartmatic that is expected to start in 2025. So it might be kind of insinuated that, like, this is part of the reason he's trying to get out of it. So, like, maybe he can get out of that. Even though legally he could still be, you know, uh, called to, you know, do a deposition or whatever the fuck. So, I mean, yeah. This was an interesting new thing. Of course, they referenced Tucker Carlson a little bit here. Uh, you know, a, a former host of Fox News, kind of part of the aftermath of the Dominion voting snafu. Um, you know, he's on X now, not the drug, the uh, social media platform, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you know, he's over there flopping now. Uh, I think I referenced his, uh, you know, he was talking about Obama's balls and shit to some crackhead. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's doing that on, on uh, X now, you know, for a whole lot of quote-unquote views <laughs> but yeah so that, that that's kind of where the chips are falling uh let me see here i guess i'll read this highlighted portion rupert murdoch was initially a print baron taking a newspaper previously owned by his father this is why i said the force of will bullshit like come on man you got handed some shit and you worked on it um by his own father the news of adelaide and gradually expanding into new zealand and in the uk in the 19th oh in the uk in the 1970s his empire stretched to the u.s when he bought the san antonio express news and then gained control in the 1980s of the 20th century fox movie studio so that was really fucking big uh by 1986 he used a group of tv stations he controlled to launch the fox broadcast network a startup that, after a bumpy ride, began to challenge ABC, NBC, and CBS after Murdoch snagged NFL rights uh, in 1993. But, I mean, definitely, though, the times have changed in a lot of ways. Streamers have kind of decimated cable in general, so that kind of definitely has sapped away at him and the Empire. Uh, also, there's other smaller um, you know, news organizations that have popped up, like Newsmax and all that kind of shit that siphon off viewers by being even more radical than them. Also, what was it? Um, the last uh, election, they kind of fumbled the bag a bit uh, by calling it a bit early, saying that Trump was done, which, I mean, technically all they were doing was like saying, like, look, we're calling a spade a spade here. Uh, I believe that Murdoch did not really like Trump anyway, so he was kind of over the whole fucking show, and he was just saying, like, look, you guys are done. It's over. Like, this is a wrap. Like, I think it was Arizona was the state they called early, quote-unquote, 
And Trump never let it go since. Neither has his base. So they've kind of been moving around. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tumultuous time. Uh, kind of, as well, another aspect layer to this is there's like a succession kind of thing. Like the show, the HBO fucking bullshit. Uh, where Lachlan is taking control. But there's an older brother, I believe, that has different political like views than, you know, Rupert. So that's kind of why he's only out. And then there's, I believe, two other daughters. So, you know, anything's game. It's kind of left to be sorted out by the four of them. And, um, you know, right now Lachlan's at the helm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, sadly, he seems to be a uh, chip off the old block. So I imagine we're not going to be seeing too uh, much change out of Fox News. They're probably going to keep on keeping on. Uh, but speaking of Fox News, they segue into our next bit from Axios. MBS on Saudi Arabia. No, uh, MBS on Saudi Arabia normalizing ties with Israel. Every day we get closer. All right. Uh, let's see here. Saudi Crown, Crown, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman said in an interview broadcast Wednesday that the kingdom is getting closer to normalizing ties with Israel, but added, for us, the Palestinian issue is very important. We need to solve that part. This interview was uh, on Fox News. It was an exclusive interview. Of course, Fox was like, you know, they couldn't wait to tell you that. Uh, let's see here. I believe that MBS, like, also was interviewing through like a bunch of other people, but of course he made sure to do this interview in English. Like the other ones he just did in, you know, Arabic, whatever. But this one he made sure to, do, you know, use English, which, you know, he's very fluent. And um, honestly, I hate to say it. I mean, cause it's not like I'm rooting for the fucking, you know, quote unquote bad guy here. And he is the bad guy here. Uh, not that like Fox News isn't the bad guy um, or America, but whatever. Um, I, I just found this whole interview very interesting. I really didn't get a chance to watch too much of it. I only got like a kind of a long clip, but uh, I, I did find the whole thing like, as a whole, just in summary, was really interesting. So I wanted to, you know, get into it. Um, like I said, they, they talked about Israel and how like, you know, you guys have kind of been involved in talking to them. This is a really big deal because they've had a tumultuous relationship in the past. Uh, you know, definitely at one point you would have never thought that they would be talking like this on this level. But essentially they're saying, like, yeah, no, we're involved. We're helping them out with their their situation with Palestine. And we, we're, we're, we're doing our, we're in the mix. And, and that's big. So, you know, hearing them, you know, chop that up was really relevant. Definitely made a lot of headlines. Uh, let's see. Oh, they actually do mention, yeah, Fox News interview. Um, every day we get closer, he said in a Fox News interview on a potential normalization between the two countries. We hope that we will reach a place that it will ease the life of the Palestinians and get Israel as a player in the Middle East. Now, that sounds really sweet. I don't believe him. <laughs> I, I don't actually think he gives a shit about the Palestinians. Sadly, I wish he did. But I think more or less this is about the real politique of it all and, you know, saying, hey, we're all talking, we're all good, everything is, like, much smoother than it was in the past, and we're all sitting down at the table to do what? Make money, which leads me to the next big point that I really wanted to talk about. Um, let's see, Fox News' Brett Baer challenged the Crown Prince, also known as MBS, during their interview on accusations that Saudi Arabia was sports-washing to boost its image internationally by investing in sports such as soccer and golf amid widespread, ag ag widespread allegations of human rights abuse. Uh, MBS says, 
if sports washing is going to increase my GDP by way of 1%, then I will continue doing sports washing. Uh, let's see, uh, Bear asked him if he's okay with the term. He replied, I don't care. I'm aiming for another 1.5%. Call it whatever you want, we're going to get that 1.5%. Um, now, GDP is the gross domestic product. So essentially they're saying like, hey, if this is gonna make us some fucking money, if this is gonna make us some bread, I don't care, dude. And I really just liked how straight up he was about it because I think that in a lot of ways, when the media tries to talk about this, when people try to come out and talk about it, they, I feel like they're trying to shine a light on it. Like, don't you see what Saudi Arabia is doing? Like, don't you see what Live Golf is all about? Like, da 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 da. It's like, yeah, dude. And then, and, and, and the uh, shot across the bow saying like, yeah, we don't care because we know that y'all are gonna come out and, and watch the golf and watch the football, the soccer. You know, like you guys are gonna show the fuck up. You're not gonna complain that loudly. So yeah, if this is going to make money, I'm in. Um, so yeah, I mean, d does it give the game away? Of course, but like we all know, and I prefer when these leaders at least come out and just say it straight up instead of, you know, being all cloak and dagger about this fucking shit. You know what I mean? You know what you want. You know what you're trying to do. Uh, they also talk a little bit about, um, this isn't in the article, but um, Iran and the whole nuclear weapons situation. Now, I would have for sure thought that Saudi Arabia had nukes, but apparently they don't. Um, in this situation, they are like, hey, if, if Iran did have nukes and it's confirmed and they, you know, they get them or whatever, then yeah, we're getting, getting instantly, <laughs> like no hesitation. So um, I thought that was, you know, just another thing that was like, boom, you know, he just said that straight up. Um, and then what was in this article, back to that. Also, MBS, um, or Bayer asked MBS about the $2 billion investment that Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund made in Jared Kushner's private equity company. Jared Kushner is um, President Trump's uh, former son-in-law, uh, and he was a White House advisor. Uh, we look full, we look to opportunities and investments, said the Crown Prince, who also added that the Saudi Public Investment Fund kept its commitments and would continue to do so if Republican presidential, presidential frontrunner were elected again in 2024. So essentially, once again, just saying it outright, like, look, if Trump wins, we're back in doing some business deals. And I didn't think much about the PIF uh, before, but there's been things I've heard that they are linked to and like you shuffle some things around some papers and you see, oh, who's in charge of this? Oh, wait. And, and you find out that if I'm not mistaken here, you know, obviously, you know, audience, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a situation that took place in Chicago where all the parking meters, I believe, are like the payments, like all of that money is going into the PIF because essentially they bought them all. Um, like via banks or whatever, they kind of set up to make deals and then the banks set it up with the state because they were like, you know, in debt, needed money, whatever. So they're making these crazy kind of deals that definitely don't feel good, look good or whatever, but they're very bold. Like, it's just like, look, we're giving you money. We're getting an investment out of said money. Like we are making things happen because at the end of the day, we, 
you know, we are an oil nation. We are wealthy in that, but we want to diversify. We want to make more. And I mean, we are more than just a golden dick statue building that we're building. You know, we're, we're more than that, okay? Yeah, we're, we're doing all kinds of shit. We're, we got fingers in all kinds of pies. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought this was a weirdly refreshing interview out of Fox News with Mohammed bin Salman. So, yeah, a little bit of Freaky Friday news, even though this was, you know, the other day. But, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and go to the States. We're going to do some zigzagging. Um, from ABC News, search for murder suspect mistakenly freed from Indianapolis jail expands to more cities. So we got another manhunt. Authorities have expanded their search for a murder suspect who was accidentally released from an Indiana jail due to a clerical error. Kevin Mason, 28 years old, was, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going back. I needed to rewind. I heard his age. Last fun fact about MBS, he's 38 years old. And like towards the end of the interview or whatever, they were talking and he's like, oh yeah, well, fun, one fun thing about me is I actually play video games. Like, I guess, I think either Brett mentioned it or it came up and I was like, what the fuck? This motherfucker, what, playing Call of Duty and shit? But he's like, yeah, I play with my family, my friends, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, okay. All right. He's really, he's really hitting the millennials here. Sorry. Back to Kevin Mason. My bad. <laughs> um, Kevin Mason, 28 years old, uh, was sought for more than two years in connection with a 2021 murder in Minneapolis until his arrest last week. He was mistakenly released from the adult detention center in Indianapolis on September 13th, after or two days after his arrest due to a faulty records review by civilian staff. Uh, and that was uh, per the Marion County Sheriff Office. So essentially off of a blooper, this guy is just like, oh, I guess they're letting me out. And he gets out. And I believe he calls his girlfriend Desiree Oliver. Um, and she picks him up. She gets him some slippers, some men underwear from like Walmart. And he's in the wind. But they were pretty much already on to him in a way. And um, uh, oh, she also got him a new cell phone. So, you know, he is equipped in a way. But um, she's now in jail. She's been picked up. And uh, they are, like, aware that it's, like, okay, he's out of Indianapolis, but we're kind of aware of, like, what area he could, he could potentially be in. So, you know, we're on the lookout. They're definitely on him. Um, Mason is accused of fatally shooting Dontavius Catchings, 29 years old, in the parking lot of a Minneapolis church in June of 2021 during a funeral service. The Hennepin County Attorney's Office charged him with murder and the second degree in firearms possession following the shooting. Whew. So yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, very sad situation in terms of that murder. Very scary that, you know, someone's yet again at large. Uh, they did fire the people involved, the employees involved. Uh, they also mentioned that they are short-staffed and underpaid. Um, and I, my response to that is like, you and me both. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, crazy situation. Like I said, another manhunt is afoot. Uh, all right. Also, I know this is a little fucked up. Um, be a bad way to add levity. But kind of, I was thinking, like, you know, in the old world, the old way, like, if you survived a hanging, uh, they used to kind of make it where it's like, oh, we're not going to, like, rehang you. That'd be fucked up. So you're, you're good. And I, I don't know. This kind of made me think of, like, well, if I could escape a jail. I think that might have been the, correct me once again, if I'm wrong, um, 
in the old olden days, if you got away, you got away. Like you escaped a prison or something like that. So I don't know. And once again, maybe I'm wrong on that. But I don't know. I, I off of a clerical error, I'm kind of like, oh, you guys let me go. It's not. It's almost like when the bank gives you like you know an extra like five hundred dollars, and you're like, oh, it's not my fault. But no, the bank is gonna get you back for that money. It's their money. And uh, if the jail fucks you up on the thing, you can't just like get out of jail. It's not like get out of jail free. Um, no, it's not how it works. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, for the best, he fucking murdered someone. That's bad. You know, I'm just being an asshole trying to make this a little less, you know, sad. We've had pretty much solid storm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make light of it all, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we have one last thing to talk about. It's from The Guardian. I'm going to take my little break and then we will cover said news. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Australian journalist calls her baby methamphetamine rules as a test of naming regulations. Okay. Are there any names you can't legally call your baby in Australia? It's a question many wanted answered by the ABC's new show, What the Fact, like FAQ, says uh, Christian Drysdale, a journalist at the public broadcaster. So when Drysdale gave birth to her uh, third son in July, she decided to put it to the test. She submitted his given name to New South Wales uh, births, deaths, and marriages as methamphetamine rules. We thought we would submit the most outrageous name we could think of, assuming it would be rejected. But it didn't turn out that way. (laughs) Unfortunately, methamphetamine rules slipped through the cracks. Um, so apparently this is a thing where, like, you're legally not supposed to, like, have names that are, like, potentially offensive, um, or, like, symbols and things like that. I also looked it up for the states, because I was like, whatever, in America you could just name your kid whatever. And it's like, no, you can't, actually. Um, which is strange to me, because, like, didn't Prince turn his fucking name into a symbol? So, like, who's, who's lying to who here? Maybe Prince can just do what he, do what he wants. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. R.I.P. But, um... Yeah, she thought, hey, I'm going to put this to the test. Surely no one's going to allow methamphetamine rules. And she thought that they were going to contact her and give her a chance to do an alternative name or that they were going to pick a name like automatically. And they're like, yeah, we're supposed to do that. But uh, we didn't. (laughs) Um, She had also thought that she was going to maybe try Nang's rule. And I had to look at what Nang's means. Apparently it is uh, nitrous oxide. So, um, but she was like, oh, okay, I don't want to do Nangs because maybe she'll, like, someone at the office at the, um, you know, NSW births and deaths and marriages register might think that that's, like, a real thing that's not nitrous oxide or something, like, just a name in a different language or something. So she's like, okay, methamphetamine rules. Also, I love in this little, like, sitcom that we're, like, we're we're making here, um, the husband was kind of like hesitant here. He's like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess, like, I guess we can go for this. And sure enough, like he was right to be hesitant. Uh, they definitely are trying to play this off though. They're like, Hey, we're working with, you know, um, 
the uh, NSW right now. We're getting it sorted out where he's going to have a name. They don't reveal the name. And here's is where I kind of feel like they're like, okay, like maybe we did take this a bit too far. Got a little crazy on accident because they don't like they, they just don't want to like, you know, put it out there. Uh, the husband said, though, that they might nickname the kid Speedy. Um, but she's like, no, you know, the baby's really chill. You know, he definitely is not a meth user. It's like, I- I'm just thinking yet again, let's just let's run it back. This is the third kid, right? How are you not going to grow up? And they said they're going to wait. They're going to wait till like he's like older. Another reason why I think they're kind of like, eh, you know, we don't want him to be like, you know, trauma and have to carry it at a young age. Because I'm sorry, if you're telling me at a young age or whatever age that my name isn't actually my name, it was actually like, because they can't change it now, by the way. Like, that's just how this works. Like the name went through, it was successful, it stuck. So they can't change it. They can amend it and it'll be a new name, like a name change. But um, yeah, technically by government record, that kid is methamphetamine rules. Um, and I feel like that might rock your world a little bit. And maybe you don't want to give that kid that knowledge at four or five because they're going to be like, do I just look like, like, was I born for it? Like, uh, so we're, we're getting teased. And once again, why they probably withheld the name, even though I imagine it, you can just Drysdale figure it out. Some malicious kid with internet access is going to... Beyond that, um, I don't know. <laughs> for a show, for a little TV show, I don't know, man. I would just feel like such a little throwaway kid if you're telling me, Mom and Dad, you named me methamphetamine rules. Why? <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's all you really have for today. That's the episode. Uh, let me see here. I do have a Patreon if you'd like to help out, support the effort. Uh, allow me to buy more canes, hopefully better computers, um, things of that nature. That's what Patreon helps. That's what it does. Uh, let's see. Patreon.com says Isaiah News. I remembered. I did not forget. Uh, you become a newsy. I shout you out at the top of the month. I say your name. I plug a project you're on. Uh, let's see here. If you want to hit me up for the free feedback, I do have a Gmail. Gmail.com says Isaiah News 1. Uh, let's see what else is there. All the socials. Go ahead and find me, the podcast on there. You can reach out. Please subscribe on the YouTube. It means the world if you do. Uh, thumbs up. Subscribe on whatever you're listening on. If it's Podbean, if it's Spotify, whatever, Apple, uh, it means a lot. It helps a lot. It keeps you up to date with the pod. Uh, let's see here. Um, all the reviews mean a lot. All the stars, all the comments. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.